0: welcome folks to the sixth episode of indian diaspora podcast so today we're going to talk about uh, a different topic here and uh, it may be not relevant to all of you but i think we're going to find a lot of common themes here so one of the things i want to talk about is what was your experience when uh, or our experience when we came to america and were introduced to american sports and the one of the things was, like, went to the football game. And I thought that was really the football. Until it turns out that they were using the hands to play football. Similarly, when went to the first baseball game, I asked, hey, how is the baseball played? And they said, oh, it's just like cricket, but we run in circles rather than back and forth. So I think we all had some different experiences. And I want to try to get some idea from... You know, Vijay, Vishwas, and uh, Shashi about their exposure to American sports. So let me actually start with Vishwas because Vishwas spent very little time in America, and I want to see what his overall experience has been and what does he think about American sports. So, <clears throat> yeah, you're right, uh, uh,
1: Mandy. Thanks for uh, asking. So my uh, experience uh, has not been much, like you said my kids mostly grew up in india and we were in us for a brief time for a few years when they were very young so they did not really get into the sports but uh, what i what my so my experience was indirect it was uh, to see how often and how how much sports analogies were used in our meetings so and and that used to leave me completely clueless so you know saying that okay the bases are loaded and 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 so x y z and and i would not know what exactly is going <laughs> on over there so so that was that was my experience uh and and so my my you know strongest memories of
0: uh, american sports is that you know i was left clueless <laughs> <laughs> all right vijay you i know you have a little bit of experience in american sports so what about you
2: yeah it's uh, it's been uh, i guess you have been neeraj much more engaged than me when i got here uh the first thing that i got exposed to was major league baseball because uh, fall semester that's when the season was on and i tried very hard to get into it uh, i would sit and watch these games on tv and uh, try to understand the rules and i actually started liking it because i thought hey this is like cricket you you know you're hitting the ball somebody's trying to catch it you're trying to take runs But over time, it kind of felt slow, and I never really got into it. And and the first time I maybe got into the uh, thick of things and excited was with football. And I started realizing pretty early that that's almost like religion here, right? So uh, everybody seems to support some football team, or at least the people I was surrounded by used to do that. And there would be parties. Uh, People would have a get-together at their place when the game was on. The nice thing about football was that there weren't that many games. Like in baseball, they would have 160-odd games in a season. Football, you have 16 games in a season, and then you go into the into the next round. So uh, much more manageable, I guess. And uh, always there would be somebody saying, come over, we are having uh, you know finger uh, food, and let's watch the game together. So I, that was probably where I started getting a little more engaged. But somehow, even as I watched football, it didn't really... Uh, I didn't really, you know, cricket was still something I was following in a big way. And that's where my attention was. I never really got into it uh, in, in a big way. So uh, it was more by association than anything else. And one of the things I came up with, which I still do, is I found a major underdog team to support. So I, I kind of looked around and saw everybody was supporting. You know, At the time when I was in grad school, the Dallas Cowboys were big and a lot of people were supporting them. Um uh, I said, who's not doing well at all? And I found this team from Cincinnati called Bengals, which, by the way, recently they did really well. But for the longest time, they've always been a team that, you know, underperforms uh, bottom of the table. And I said, you know what? I'm a Bengals fan. And whenever people would come and say, hey, football, I would say, yeah, I'm a Bengals fan. And they would kind of look at me with sympathy and kind of move on and not ask me a lot of questions. And I was left alone. So that was my way of dealing with all this.
0: While he was speaking, I was laughing because uh, yeah, you definitely chose not a good team. I can tell you that. So my I was kind of lucky in a way that when I came to US, I went to Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech is it it had its prime uh, several years back, but you know back then it was a mediocre team rising through the ACC. So. One of my senior, he was a senior from Kharagpur also, and uh, he was in the same department I was in, took us the football game. The first football game, I did not understand anything except 11 big guys from one side were hitting the 11 big guys from the other side. And I had no idea how the ball was advancing, uh, except that the ball got kicked across the post. They got one point. Sometimes they got three points. I was totally clueless. But you know what the fun part was, it even if you did not understand the game, the atmosphere was such that you were partying. And people, of course, you know, I was a student. So there was no drinking allowed in the stadium on the student side. But people found ways to sneak alcohol. So it was uh, high-fiving, yelling, screaming on the top of the lungs and drinking. When the game ended, I had lost my voice. And I had no idea why I was screaming and why I was doing and this was just the college football, not even the professional sports, right? So I asked a friend of mine to explain me, and there was no Wikipedia or Google back then. <laughs> so so he kind of explained me on the paper, and this was a Saturday game. And the next day, again, there was a football. I'm like, what's that football? Oh, that's professional football. That's where we bet money. So I remember putting a $2 bet on a team. I don't think I won, but so to me... More than understanding the game, the whole atmosphere around it and how it was commercialized to sell beer, soda, and lot and a lot of finger food. Uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. But the one thing I did not understand, I still don't know. I mean, I know a little bit. Why is it called American football, like called football? <laughs> there's no, just kicking like maybe once or twice. So th- that, that was my experience on the very first College football game. Uh, Shashi, you've been living in London, which is sort of a mecca for cricket, and being Indian, cricket is our religion, right? Have you been exposed to any American sports or even different games in England?
3: Well, you know, Neeraj, I lived in the US for four years, and I have to say that I never got the hang of any of these American sports. You know, I didn't get the hang of football or baseball. Basketball was a sport that we kind of knew in India and understood. So I was interested in basketball and, uh, you know, Chicago Bulls were a very, very big brand back in those days. You know, all of their players were big brand names. So, you know, I was following the Chicago Bulls and I was following the NBA, but I honestly never got into baseball or football. And if you ask me even today, uh, what the rules of baseball or football are, American football are, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I mean, I, it was just kind of, uh, it went past me. I mean, I was also sort of cracked up in, like World Series baseball, I mean, what the heck is a World Series baseball if all the teams that are playing are all from the US and there's a token team from either Canada or Japan or from, you know, somewhere in the Caribbean, Uh, but otherwise it's largely an American sport. But, you know, it kind of says something about the hubris of the commercialization of this thing, that uh, everything is called a World Series or major sort of world, whatever. I mean, there's something about the world in, in there. Coming to the UK, I mean, one thing is there is a huge comfort factor for people from India because cricket is a huge sport here as well. But the real sport here is either football, um, and football, as you know, English, uh, the Premier League here is huge. I mean, it's huge not just in the UK, but it's huge worldwide. Or more importantly, rugby. Now, that's another sport where, you know, I frankly don't understand the rules. I don't understand the game. I've never watched it. I have my one rugby joke, though, which... The last time that there was a um, Rugby World Cup running here about a decade ago, there was this advert in the tube which said, uh, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, at least you'll have 15 points, 21 with conversions. And, you know, that joke is the first time that I understood at least one rule of rugby. Um, and, you know, that was kind of my introduction into rugby. But, you know, there are all sorts of sports here that are weird and wonderful and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of things that we were not exposed to in India. I mean, the worst, of course, is Winter Olympics. And you look at the kind of uh, uh, fan following that the Winter Olympics have and the games like curling and you kind of look at it and say, what the heck is this game? You know, I can't understand tail of it and I can't understand why people are cheering and hollering and all that kind of stuff. So you know, to, the comfort factor of cricket is definitely there, and there are big, big games at uh, stadia. But um, a lot of the other sports, I mean, honestly, it's not easy to get into it. But I think just echoing the points that Vishwas and and Vijay and and, and need, have already made, so much of general talk and banter is about sport, and analogies are about sport. You know, I mean, the in the American term of Monday morning quarterbacking, or you know, discussions here. I mean, it's very hard to avoid talking about football in meetings and everybody follows a club and all that stuff. And you do feel a bit kind of weird about not following a club and not knowing what's going on in football. But that's life.
0: Exactly, you know, that's that's true. So, so talking about, you mentioned rugby. Do you know that rugby, soccer, and American football, they all originated from the same game? And but, they're actually all called football?
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, <clears throat> So rugby predates football in the U- in the UK. Yeah. Um, and the joke in the UK is that, you know, when you look at the game of rugby, it looks like a very rough game. You know, people sort of almost fighting with each other and jumping at each other and all that. Uh, but it's a very upper class sport in the UK. You know, rugby is played at elite schools. Uh, the people who play it are generally from you know wealthier backgrounds and all that. But it's a very rough game. And whereas football, which looks, you know, for example, you know, physical contact... <laughs> so uh so you know the joke here is that rugby is a game for uh, ruffians played by gentlemen and football is a game for gentlemen played by ruffians and all the <laughs> hooliganism and everything else you associate with football is absolutely true
0: yeah yeah true so so coming back to the baseball right so the first time I saw the baseball I did not understand it other than you know hey why does he have to run why can't he just wait or why did he just get out by swinging three times? I did not understand the concept. I think uh, what Vishwas was saying, the term three strikes and you're out comes out of baseball, right? I'm sure people have used that in the corporate world too. Yeah. Yeah, they have. And uh, uh, when Shashi was talking about
1: football, I was, uh, I was remembering Germany. And, and I was uh, there uh, in 2006 when the World Cup was being played. And, and this was a very interesting uh, time because uh, there was a major change that had happened in the German football team. They got rid of all uh, uh, prima donnas. So they said that there's going to be no hero playing in our team. It's just going to be a team of equals. They got a coach from California who brought in American equipment. And, and the Germans were saying that, okay, this is a, this is a disaster. I, I don't know what this guy is doing. Uh But anyway, they sort of tolerated him, Uh, and uh, the first game that was starting, my colleagues said that look, we are going to watch it, but we are going to lose. We are not going (laughs) to go anywhere in this. And and uh, then I saw the magic happening. One after another, Germany went on to win one game after another in the in the World Cup, and uh, uh, you know it's sort of. Stuck uh, uh, the people in the country that okay something is happening over here. This this guy has made a team out of people who are completely inexperienced, but they play together as a team, and uh, uh, there there are no like 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 I said there's no there are no heroes. A completely new approach. He has completely re-engineered a team to and and they 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 did not uh, make it past the semifinals, but uh, but the. Country came together like uh, you know it like as though they were just won their independence And, and that was that was pretty striking for me and and I was uh, taken You know in by that wave I was I was standing and and uh, and jumping and cheering for the German team and and that's, that's I've not done for uh, I think Any team except India against Pakistan, I think
0: Yeah, so uh, so I'm going to throw in this. Has anybody watched the show called Ted Lasso on Hulu? Yeah, I have. It's like they bring an American to coach the British team. Oh, yeah.
1: I love that show. Uh,
0: So, I'm going to circle back to Vijay. So, Vijay, I know you went to UDEL and which was not really, I think it's a division two football school, but it's very well known because they played some of the teams from Virginia. And, but you lived in most of your life in New England and New England is a, Mecca of sports, uh, along with Florida and Texas and California. So, have you had any Celtics game experience or, for that matter, your Patriots,
2: man? They won seven Super Bowl rings. Tell us a little bit more about your experience over there. Yeah, it's all been... uh, So, yeah, first, back to the University of Delaware. So, yeah, they weren't a top football team. But you know what? I once had the chance to go to the annual homecoming game uh, where uh, some of my friends from grad school said hey we're all going there and it's going to be a you know big party in the you know they they were planning to tailgate and stuff and said come come join us and I must say that that was the only football game I saw during grad school and I had a blast Uh, wasn't the highest quality game but it was so much fun sitting in the stadium and all the noise and all the cheerleaders doing crazy tricks and then of course there was a, a barbecue going on outside and everybody was having a great time and I think that was what you were talking about earlier about the environment around the game something similar to what IPL has tried to recreate in India right that was that gave me a glimpse of okay it's not just the game there's this whole thing around it uh, and then after grad school uh, when I came to uh, New England you're right Patriots mania is huge here uh, all my close friends here are big Patriots fans and uh the emotion is real, man. I mean, when they win, there's so much joy and happiness. And I'm not just talking about people in in our generation. I'm talking about the kids, uh, those families where they're all big into football and Patriots. The kids are big. They're trash talking all the time. Uh, and then when they lose, which doesn't happen very often, but it does. Oh, my goodness. The, the emotion, the despair. I've seen kids crying. So it's real. And, I, you know, even though I haven't Somehow, I managed to not get into it in a big way with football. Here, I kind of have a sense of how that feels because there was a phase in my life where I was big into cricket. And while I was sitting here, I was following every score and you know looking at what the Indian team was doing. We would find all these ways to go and watch these World Cup games in some local uh, motel who had a package to, and you know, they would sell tickets so you could go and watch. So it was it was a, a big deal for me then. And somehow, at some point, I figured out that. Uh, I was putting way too much emotion into the stuff. And uh, really, all this is really entertainment <laughs> in the big scheme of things. And when I changed my mindset towards that, my whole approach changed. Uh, so I, again, I don't know. I There are so many people around me who are so big into this. And somehow I've felt like, yeah, you know, I, I have my, maybe I have the scars from cricket. And I've tried to not get too engaged in it. But yeah, you're right. It's absolutely very big. Uh, one other experience that I had that showed me the emotion around the sport was uh, when I was doing my MBA at Carnegie Mellon University. They had a, I was doing it uh, through distance ed, but they had a, a mini or whatever where they called us on campus to spend a few weeks or a few days. I don't I forget what it was to take some classes, and they took us for a Steelers pre-season game. Not even the main season. They said, "Hey, we have tickets for." The Pittsburgh Steelers preseason why don't you guys come and watch this and we sat in the stadium and Pittsburgh is a very very uh, uh the, the the connect that their people have to the yellow towels you know when their team starts charging you can see everybody's got their yellow towels up in the air swinging them around and the noise is deafening I'm like oh my goodness uh their sport there's culture, and then there's religion, and I was struggling to figure out where this fits. So, those are some of my my experiences here.
0: So, talking about Pittsburgh, so, Three Rivers Stadium was an awesome site to be. Uh, I've never watched a game in Three Rivers Stadium, but I have watched Three Rivers Stadium from the, the top of the Munagilia Mon- Mountains uh, that overlook the whole city across Three Rivers Junction, you know, meet, and being a blue-collar town, like the steel town, Pittsburgh takes sports in a different way than, say, your uh, uh, Miami or or, or Texas. They're, they're, each city has its own culture, and that's very well connected with the sports that they play or the teams that represent those cities. So, Pittsburgh is an awesome place to watch some sports. Uh, talking about uh, NFL, you know. When I got introduced to NFL, I did not really know what team to pick. And I was not looking to pick a team. We had just come to the United States. Dallas Cowboys had beaten Buffalo Bills. The interesting fact there is, that was the fourth consecutive Super Bowl loss for Buffalo Bills. So I thought, like, this is the best, worst team ever. <laughs> and Cowboys are the team to go. But living in Virginia... There were more Cowboys haters than Redskin fans. Now Redskins have changed their name, so uh, so I kind of never got into the to the professional football, and uh, again being in Blacksburg, we did not have any proximity to any uh, major professional team. But college football was a religion in Virginia Tech, and I've traveled to some games around that. Um, so after three four years, I became the sort of the grandfather. Like, Neeraj will go get us the tickets. I used, And I used to get like 10, 12 student tickets, but get up early in the morning, 6 a.m., go to the stadium with 10 IDs, get 10 tickets, and watch. It was fun, but then come November, it's sleet, it's snow, and I'm watching game, yelling top of my heart. I'm already boozed up, and I'm going to go get boozed up more after that. So it was fun. Looking 20 years from now... <laughs> I actually sometimes wonder, why the hell did I do that? (laughs) So, which is your point, like, you know, it's a religion. And sometimes you get blinded by that. So, so I did that. Um, I'm going to switch a little bit of gear. Hockey. So, first time somebody invited me to a hockey game. I'm like, yeah, hockey. We play that in India. I'll go and watch hockey. Guess what hockey was that? Anybody wants to take a guess?
2: Well, you're talking about ice hockey, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it was ice hockey. I'm like, that's ice hockey and they go like, no, in our country, this is hockey. The hockey you play is called field hockey. I'm like, oh god, that's another soccer and football mess here. So, has anybody been to an ice hockey game? Not me. I've been uh,
1: to uh, come
2: on, I've been to one uh, in Hartford for it's not the the major leagues, it's I guess a minor league game. Uh, And I watched that and it's very fast. Uh, It's hard to keep track of where the puck is. But one of my friends uh, who was big into ice hockey, (laughs) uh, I I asked him like, you know, what's the big deal? You know, this is uh, (laughs) why he's so into this game. And, you know, they're there not just for watching the, the puck fly, but also... All the fights. I mean, he said, there's a lot of fights that go on and people are slamming each other into the glass. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. So it's entertainment. But that's what I felt. Hockey had so many other things that people were also looking for. Uh, But I could, you know, they have that thing on TV now where they have the, I don't know, like a laser or a streak. Otherwise, it's impossible to keep track of the puck. Yeah, the, the best part for
0: me, hockey, was that suddenly two people started fighting. Right? And nobody's stopping them. They're just like they're just going each at each other and they're on the floor. They're punching each other. Nobody's stopping them. Suddenly the whistle blows. Both guys get up and start playing as if nothing happened. I'm like, wasn't there a penalty? Wasn't there any kind of foul? And they're like, no, it only happens if this happens. I'm like, there are two people beating each other on the middle of the floor, ice floor. Why is there no penalty? That's what it is. Uh, There's a joke. The guy says, He was a professional ice hockey player. Uh, He said, like, yeah, actually, I wanted to be a doctor. And I quit medicine to become an ice hockey player. Like, why? He said, because I hate the sight of blood. (laughs) So, um, rounding to Shashi. Shashi, tell us a little bit more about other international sports in uh, Europe or England.
3: Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, as I said earlier that, uh, I mean, the country is dominated by football to a very large extent and rugby to a smaller extent. But I think in the last 20 years, there has been a growth of other sports that are getting a bit of prominence as well. So field hockey is definitely one of them. And if you look at uh, the UK's or England's performance in the Olympics in field hockey, you know, it's usually been quite good. But the other weird sport that goes on over here, I mean, I'll tell you two stories. One is equestrian sports, which honestly... The idea of doing anything with horses is just weird to people like us. But it is huge in this country. Um, the other one is that, you know, um, when we were looking for schools for my son, we were visiting all the top schools in the UK and we went to Eton. Now, talk about microcultures. You know, if you think of America being a huge microculture with World Series and this and that going on, Eton <clears throat> has its own microculture, they have their own sports. They don't play football or rugby. They play something that's a combination with 15 players. Um, Likewise, they have a game called fives. your hand on a wall. I mean, it's a a really weird sport. And it started, you know, many centuries ago because people started playing on the wall of the church. Now, this wall had a little abutment on one side. And so courts for fives are designed with this abutment on one side because that's the way the sport has been played for 500 years. And there's a little micro community of people who play, you know, this, uh, the fives as well. But the other one, Neeraj, you know, which is kind of interesting because it's happening this week, is there's something called Braemar Games, which is happening in Scotland. And, uh, um, every year the Queen used to attend it. This year she's not attending it because of ill health. Uh, but all kinds of ancient sports, you know, log throwing and axe throwing. I mean, these things, and you, when you look at the crowds that assemble for the Bremer games from around the world, and, you know, the fact that it's shown on TV and gets a very good viewership and all that, it's actually, to my mind, quite incredible that some of these, uh, call them microsports if you want, uh, some of these microsports have that kind of fan following. You know, which again, going back to India, you know, when you think about all of our ancient sports, you sort of Kabaddi or Coco or, um, you know, the kind of wrestling that used to go on in India, which is not the same as what happens on the international level. There is a huge amount of things that we can do um, to bring back some of these sports into the limelight. And honestly, the biggest reason we should do it is because they were fun. These were things that we enjoyed doing when we were little. I mean, honestly, the thrill that you get out of Kabaddi, it's very hard to replicate that with any other sport.
0: You know, I have become a big fan of Kabaddi. I was at least a big fan of Kabaddi in uh, school days. I was a puny little guy who never... Barely make it to the uh, to his own side back, but I think that was a game that tested your physical stamina because you had to do this in one breath, and and then jump around and tackle around. So kabaddi is some game that I I hope that it picks it up on an international level and comes out. And you were talking about those uh, you know the games about the chopping the wood and all that thing. I I've actually gone to one of those games. I don't know exactly what they call, but they. There's a word lumberjack somewhere in the name of the tournament where they give you a piece of lumber. You're supposed to drag it. They give you an axe. You're supposed to chop it. And then God, I I mean, there's so many versions of that. Uh, we don't get to see that in India or anywhere else, but, but there are definitely some weird games out there. Um, one part about the, you know, the U.S. sports that I've liked, and I think I want to kind of ask you all along those lines. And I'm going to make a blasphemous statement sometime in this discussion. Most games here are pretty commercialized, right? Um, the you know the betting against the games is allowed in certain domains. Like you can go to a casino and bet, but open betting is not allowed. And I think most games here are played pretty honestly. The outcomes, I think, are not pre-decided, whether it's American football or baseball. There's so much money already honest money is involved that I doubt there's a there's a uh, illegal uh, or or like the you know the what we call match fixing is happening whereas my opinion about IPL is as much as it has popularized cricket in India it's become a source of uh, occupation essentially for a lot of Indians I think IPL games are pretty much preset, and that's my blasphemous statement from the of the year. And I know you all are very big fans of cricket. So, what is your opinion about IPL, and why it hasn't picked up in America or outside the like non cricket playing
2: countries?
3: Well, I think that two things needed. You know, one is that uh, if you look at how much effort the organized football into making their games commercial worldwide, you know, including promoting their games in or funding the sport at at grassroots levels in all sorts of countries. Cricket has not done that. And that's not just an IPL problem. That's an IPL, that's an ICC, that's a BCCI problem at all levels. You know that. that, I mean, unless you get that sort of interest going in other countries, it's very difficult to see the sport coming up. And the second thing that uh, I think you're pointing to, which has been a huge suspicion for me as well, is that it's very difficult to trust that the results in the IPL are truly based on sports, and that it's not being done by some sort of uh, fixing somewhere else. You know, I read something the you know a few months ago that said that if you divide the commercial rights over IPL, you know, just the television rights over IPL, by the number of balls that are actually bowled in each in each season, uh, the revenue per ball is something like 40 lakhs. That's a huge number. You know, that's like uh, uh, you know 50 thousand dollars for a ball. So, <clears throat> you know, it's not surprising that there is the commercial incentive to go and do things that are not particularly honest. Uh, now, you know, I have no proof of it. You know, frankly, if I had the proof, I would be doing something different. But it does make you suspect whether the sport is worth watching. And I used to be a big fan of IPL, but this season, for example, I didn't follow any of the games at all.
2: Yeah, I I, I think uh, this is an interesting line of discussion because it starts falling into this idea of what exactly is professional sport, right? And to me... Uh, I've made the decision that in the end, all of these are another form of entertainment. Now, if the IPL folks can actually fix a game where the player can hit two sixes in the last two balls, more power to them, because I don't know how they would do that. But if they are, and if they are orchestrating the results, if uh, if if they if that came out, my question is, how much would that hurt their brand? And what would be the outcome? Would people say, oh, I'm disgusted, I'm going to stop watching the sport? Or would there be some uh, some sort of cursory cleanup and we'd be back into action? Because in the end, it's a tamasha, right? People are there for all the entertainment. Uh, if you ask me what form of cricket I still am willing to put some time into today, it's IPL. and. It's not that I'm going there because I want to see pure cricket. That's, you know, you go for for that for test matches if you have the patience. But when I was in Bangalore for a few years and I actually went and sat in Chinnaswami Stadium and watched two or three games sometimes with my family, it was a blast. It was just so much fun. And I felt like, you know, those three hours, I I got really entertained and those three hours were well spent. And I kind of now make a distinction between that and a, you know, if there's a World Cup, for example, uh, nations competing Okay, or, or Olympics. I think those are really important. I think that's where athletes represent their countries and they you know, they put everything on the line and you can see all these stories of people who had to overcome so much to get there. I think that's pure and we want to keep that as pure as possible. But things like IPL, I feel like are entertainment. I mean, just compare it with... Uh, uh, I'm going to use a really bad analogy, but World Wrestling Federation, right? Um, when I came to the US, uh, there was a phase when I was watching that uh, during my grad school days thinking, man, these guys are beating each other up and look at how talented they are. And I didn't I had no clue that this was all a big entertainment setup and a lot of those things were fixed. Uh, and then I found out. And again, it wasn't something that I wanted to keep watching. It did affect my perception. But in the end, if I had felt really entertained, I would have probably kept watching it. So I don't know. I'm sort of sitting somewhere in the middle here saying, look, a lot of this stuff is entertainment. Just take it for what it is, enjoy it, and move on.
3: I mean, One thing I'd add over here, uh, Vijay, is, you know, so in, uh, I guess, 2013, we went out to watch two IPL matches in India. So the first one was in Mumbai, which was a Mumbai versus Delhi match. My son was 11. We had a blast. You know, I mean, as you say, the environment in any of those stadiums during an IPL match is incomparable. And the level of noise, um, you, you know, the sort of party atmosphere and everything. It was just fantastic. And then my son had a a kind of deal with his grandfather that if his team, he was was supporting Mumbai Indians, if his team got to the finals, um, his grandfather would set up everything and we would go and watch the finals. So we went to uh, Calcutta to Eden Gardens to watch the finals. And that was uh, a Mumbai versus Chennai match. Now, I'm a Chennai supporter. You know, I'm from Ranchi. Dhoni is from Ranchi. So obviously I'm a Chennai supporter. (laughs) Uh, Mumbai versus Chennai match. And clearly, he won, so he was happy. But this was the year in which there was all the scandal about IPL and sort of all the bribery and corruption allegations and all that. And uh, you know, the, the head guys from BCCI were in there. And I have to say, the environment was different. I mean, the festive environment was definitely there. But later on, when the when the cup was given, being given out, uh, it was not festive at all. So I think it does impact on people's enjoyment of the sport. Um, maybe not by very much, but it takes the shine away from the match a little bit.
1: Yeah, actually, I come towards it from another direction. Uh, somehow, uh, with the coming of IPL, I have uh, been experiencing, experiencing uh, cricket, cricket fatigue. Uh, I, I was a fan of cricket when cricket was more rare. I mean, you look forward to a series, uh, international series now you have so much of cricket i have uh, sort of uh, now i'm not following anything on 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 cricket at all and that is surprising because i used to love playing it i used to love following it and i used to make time to watch the the international matches every time india was was playing one way or the other i used to make time now i'm not even aware of which matches are (laughs) are on so that's a
0: that's just cr- cricket fatigue that has set in for me and, and and I
3: suspect a lot of other people as well yeah so but that's not just IPL I mean I mean IPL has clearly contributed to that but right. if you look at the cricket calendar these days I mean earlier you know if you go back to our childhood days we had um, a season in the winter which started in about sort of October and went on until about February uh, which was played in countries like India and Australia and then there was a season in the summer which was played in countries like England But these days, I mean, they're playing cricket in Sri Lanka in August. I mean, don't we know that there's something called the monsoon that arrives in August? I mean, it has just become ridiculous that they've filled up all 365 days of the year with some cricket going on somewhere. And it is, as you say, uh, fatigue is very easy to set in under those circumstances.
0: True. So before uh, the IPL and even before the Reliance Cup, right, around the Reliance Cup, an Indian cricket or any cricketer playing 80 days of cricket, international cricket in a year, was considered heavy load. Recently, there was an article that said an average cricketer who's engaged in IPL ends up playing 200 days of cricket in a year. So so from their standpoint, that's why they have a short life. And in the past, it was because it was not popular now because it's so tenuous, so hard on their bodies. Uh, But Vijay, what you said, my point, for every professional sport has now come to a point where I consider that as an entertainment. And the only one game where I find n- not even entertainment is baseball. Baseball is actually a total statistician galore. Every time I go to a baseball game, I carry a baseball, uh, you know, the score sheet. So I can count the number of pitches, number of hits, just for the sake of, uh, um, you know, uh, bringing my analyst out for that three hours. But the second part of baseball game is beer and hot dogs. So for me, it's a different kind of environment. And I, I've come to a stage in life where my my son is a huge fan of certain foot, you know, certain professional teams. I am not, and they ask me why. And it's it's the same thing what you said. When I go to a movie, whether it's Amir Khan or Silver Sistone, I'm going for three hours of entertainment. I don't need to wear their jersey while entering the movie theater or leaving the movie theater, right? So, it's the same thing for me.
2: Yeah, I think uh, both you and Hashi, I think everybody's talking about this format, right? So, you just said three hours of entertainment. I think uh, the whole fatigue with cricket is because there's not just club cricket, there's also international cricket, all these tours and everything, right? And that's what is probably driving the fatigue. And uh, (laughs) rightly or wrongly, the people in charge are seeing this as a very nice cash engine and at some point, they'll f- probably figure out if the numbers start dwindling that they have to do something different. But I think that's what I appreciate about the uh, season format. And, you know, these American sports, they all have that entertainment uh, length duration. So you kind of go with your family. You have a great time. You watch some sports. You—it's I think it builds community. <laughs> all this uh, pre-game analysis, post-game analysis, uh, that's all community building. And then the season's over and then you go away and then after a few months it starts again and that whole euphoria starts and you can pick and choose whether you want to follow something else during that off-season of football when some other sports is spiking. But maybe that's the the magic there that, you know, uh, you get to to go away and refresh. Uh, You know, there's still a lot of chatter around who's picking whom for the next draft and what are the exchanges and trades going on and all that stuff. But that high-intensity duration is limited and each game you know, you have that snapshot and you go away. Maybe that's the formula to success here that has worked really well in the U.S. and that's what IPL is trying to do.
3: See, I think, you know, the difference here, Vijay, is there is a captive audience in India that has very few alternatives with other sports. And therefore, filling up their calendar with cricket is much easier Uh, for many of us, you know, who are following other sports as well. You know, there are other things that you can do and therefore, you know, you can split your attention between multiple sports and you don't feel the sense of fatigue. Uh, But I think the IPL formula is very much about the captive audience in India with very few alternatives.
2: And maybe uh, this is the time where something like an ESPN comes up, right? So that was how these guys started in America where they literally, I think, rented a trailer and they were broadcasting the sports that nobody cared about and look at where they are. Of course, they're now covering all the American sports. But uh, the nice thing about uh, today with all the connectivity, there's probably people thinking about how to, uh, monetize some of these other sports that might interest Indian audience because yeah you know there's you know I'm sure there are people who would love to see something else but we're also ingrained with that one sport that that's what we uh, dedicate most of our time to
0: yep and uh, I, I think uh, you know being Indian we always fall back upon cricket if there's nothing else to entertain ourselves uh, I, I would still go on uh, I think on the ESPN Plus channel or, or Hulu there are still IPL highlights and Asia Cup that's going on their highlights. So if I'm bored and I want to watch some sports, I would actually go back and still watch cricket highlights then say, watch NFL highlights or, or, or even NHL or MLB uh, highlights. So, so one thing is, even though it's getting fatigued, it's getting long, and we believe sometimes that this may be fixed, I still watching you know wickets falling and then hitting six on the last ball so there is a definitely an adrenaline rush watching that too so uh so uh i want to uh, close the 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 today's discussion any parting thoughts from anyone else
2: hey i think in the end uh sports it seems to be a big community builder and i feel like that's the one big plus that comes from it. Uh, it's another uh, way in which people come together. Uh, they spend time together. And, and anything that makes that happen is, is a positive in my book. Um, and, you know, I'll keep trying <laughs> to get into American sports. But as of now, I'm, I'm still uh, maintaining a, a, a sort of a measured distance.
3: I think one thing to add here, Neeraj, is that, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion here after the Olympics in 2012 that sports and being physical, being active is very much a part of the way we should be living our lives, you know, especially as people are living longer. So actually getting people into sports, not just watching sports, but getting involved in playing something and being physically active is very, uh, it's it's a very important part of our.
1: There is, uh, like I've, I've mentioned in an earlier, in one of our earlier discussions that uh, sports is such an important part of life for, for people in us. And uh, there's, they, they make time for it they plan it uh, they plan their uh, their sports and their uh, play in a way that that uh, we don't in india so they, they it, it gets so involved it comes into their work life as metaphors and as ways by which they think that uh, they will definitely be just by virtue of these points, uh, a difference in the way that uh, that we see sports and we relate to sports in India and the way it is done in, in US and maybe to a lesser extent in Europe. So uh, I think this is what we have for today. Uh, I know Neeraj has to step out for a minute. So I think we can close now Thanks, uh, Vijay. Thanks, Shashi. And we'll look forward to coming back next week with another topic.
2: All right, guys.